This is Dyes and Shoe X, the podcast, episode 234 for the week of, uh, let's just say late September. Welcome to Dyes and Shoe X, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan. All right, two again. It's how it is. It is how it is, isn't it? It is. Announce them, sir. Consensu EX. There we go. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. It's the bro episode tonight, man. Woohoo! It's a bromance. That's right. It's a sausage bromance waiting for you <laughs> in your ears right now. Uh, wow. Man. I bet we just lost so many people. <laughs> That's all right. It's Dragon Ball. People expect the bromance. So that's how we roll here. Mr. Heath from Constantai, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's going to just be you and I. My name is Mike. I go by Vegito EX. We were hoping to have a third new voice on the show. We were all set to go, and uh, I'm going to put him on the spot here. He's a no-show. What the fuck? Time zones. I call it. (laughs) You call time zones. I call uh, computer emergency, because I know what that's like. Okay, that might sound better. So uh, I'm not going to spoil the surprise, say who it is, but... We're going to have someone new on the show in the future, and I'm really looking forward to having him on because he's a, he's, he's a prolific member of the forum lately, and he's done some video stuff, and he, I think he's got some good opinions to share, and, and I'm looking forward to having him on the show at some point. But in the meantime, dude, it's you and I. we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We do. What are we doing this episode? Oh, my God. We are catching up know. on news. I haven't been able to put out a show. I think I skipped two weeks. So many things going on. Uh, internal to Daisenshu EX and outside, I've got work deadlines basically yesterday, and then I'm going on vacation for a week. So it's been one of those, I got to cram a whole bunch of shit out and you know how that real life stuff goes. You become an adult and suddenly you can't pour all 24 hours of the day into your website anymore. Unfortunately. It sucks. It sucks. That's what happens. But we're going to catch you up on all the news. We're going to do one of those extended news episodes where we really dig into the stories. There's some sad news. There's some really interesting news. There's some video game news, whether you like it or not. I think some of the video game news is going to be pretty interesting to folks out there. There's stuff just all over the place. Uh, And then our email section is going to be pretty special this episode because last time... I haven't even looked at that. (laughs) Good, good. It'll be a surprise. surprise. Last time we did a show, we covered the Anoyoichi Budokai, the second filler arc in the Dragon Ball Z TV series. So our emails later in the episode is going to be all feedback on that show and that filler arc. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, before we get into the news, I want to do some housekeeping stuff because I got a ton of packages this week. And I got to tell you about some of the things that I have received. Heath, I got... Here, I got to grab it over here. It's just, I wish I hooked up the uh, camera so I could show you. But this is a cardboard Dragon Ball quiz book. Okay, I'm using my imagination. <laughs> I can picture it. It's its one of those, you know, at the checkout line at the supermarket, one of the little kids coloring book kind of things. Yeah. It's one of those. It's cardboard. It's square. It's Dragon Ball Kai. When you open it, it's got two pages. On one side is normal, and the other side is all the colors are changed on the characters. You're supposed to spot the differences. You know how popular that is with Dragon Ball. I know. So Trunks is wearing a, a red jacket, and Gohan's gi is different and everything. And then there's stickers inside. It's got all sorts of battle powers. It's got the typical shot of the farmer at 5, and Yamcha's at 177, those kind of fun things. And then there's stickers of other characters. And then there's like a sticker puzzle. It's a Dragon Ball Kai artwork of Goku and Vegeta. You kind of arrange them on the page. 
this thing in total is eight pages of cheap cardboard paper. But uh, so basically, what I assumed it was. Yeah, exactly. This is the kind of thing. In addition to the super power desk, this is the thing you point to when all. It's one of those things when you're younger and your definition of mature isn't what actually mature is. Like you try to like up res maturity, and these are the kind of things we point to and we say, "I'm sorry to disappoint you, young one, but Dragon Ball is actually for children, <laughs> and here is why." We're all children at heart, Mike. Exactly. If you want to go the man-child route, so be it. I mean, <laughs> we are adults buying $7 cardboard. We're not going to ruin this romance, okay? <laughs> so I just wanted to mention that. I'm going to try and take some pictures. I mean, doing a review of this should take me all five minutes, so maybe I can crank I that I expect out. thousands upon thousands of words, <laughs> written words. I don't know how you do this. It's eight pages format. long. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I also got in the Jump Super Animator Animanga. Uh, have you gotten one Woo-hoo! in yet? I have not, but they should be on their way. Excellent. Um, I decided to hold off on buying a lot of those things so I could just ship them all at yeah, once. Yeah, there's been a bunch of stuff. I combined a couple of orders, too. But uh, I got mine in. I just got the one copy. Sadly, there's not a lot of uh, extra stuff in there. It's got. I was afraid of that. Once I saw what the contents yeah, were supposed to be, yeah. it seemed like there was any real room to stick anything in there. There really isn't. There's four pages, you know, two pages front and back of um, just character design. Not character designs, but, you know, an actual shot of the character, their name, a brief little mini paragraph about them. And then it just jumps right into the special. And then even at the end, it's the ending shot of Goku and then two pages of credits. That's it. So Wow. Yeah, I mean... It, it is what it is. We've talked about how limited of a distribution it had in Japan. I mean, it was a send-away DVD. It doesn't have any kind of release beyond that. So unless right. you got that or pirated it, I mean, we'll put it out there that people do that on the internet. This they is, do? Yes, they do. Not saying we do because we <laughs> we actually have copies of it. And this is us waving our e-penises around. But <laughs> if you want to see it legally, I guess the Animanga is... Uh, a way to do it. And that's a lot easier to buy. It is. I mean, I think it's, what, seven, eight bucks. It's pretty cheap. Yeah. But. Well, and considering the, the DVD was never even sold, you know, in retail exactly. stores at all. I mean, so. Although, from what I understand, it is relatively easy to get. I guess it shows up on auction sites often enough. I would imagine so. But Because you could buy as many DVDs as you wanted, so I'm sure there are yeah. plenty of people that, <laughs> I mean, that bought, like, 20, 30 of them. Well, not that Julian bought 20, but, I mean, bought a couple of copies, and... <laughs> It helps. I had five copies at one point. Did you really? That is daunting. Yeah, now I have one. <laughs> All right, so there's that. And something I'm going to do a more formal review at some point soon is uh, Kai Soundtrack 3 and Songs. I'll give you my brief overview because there's only three important tracks on this, and that's the Trunk it's Song. awesome. Mike loves it. <laughs> I got to say, the Trunk Song, I really like. You wouldn't know that it's Takashi Kusao if you weren't told it's him because it's not his Trunk's voice, so to speak. But I really like the song. The number 18 song by Canon, period, with crazy capitalization in there. It's pretty okay. It's, they kind of go down as you listen to the CD. And then the last... It gets progressively worse. It does. It does. The last song about Cell by... Was it some kind of J-Rock artist? Uh, yes, but I can't remember I don't remember who it was. I haven't yet decided if it's hilariously absurd in a good way or just hilariously terrible. I don't know yet. I need to give it more listens. Otsuki Kenji? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is. I don't know. There's going to yeah, be he was some, He's like a J-pop 
or J-Rock artist of some sort. We'll get to that in the future, but I just wanted to put all that stuff out there. And I got Kai Part 2 and Dragon Box 4. I mean, I'm just overwhelmed with stuff, and I'm going on vacation. I'm like, fuck it. I'll get back to this stuff when I come back. Portable DVD player. Um... I guess. And then Mary will kill you. Yeah, that, that, I'm going to be sitting on the cruise ship with a portable DVD player watching the Dragon Box. I don't think so. Although I probably will be playing Dragon Quest. Well, that's acceptable. Sitting by the pool with the DS, bucket of beers, good to go. Just don't drop the DS off the side. <laughs> no, no. I'll be devastated. Um, other stuff, I'm going to give you a little plug in a second. The only other housekeeping stuffish thing I want to put out there is uh, I put up a new video this week. It's a tour- I saw that. It's a tour of our basement. because I feel like I've been there. Maybe that's because you have been there. Oh, okay. People have asked, uh, you know, we converted our very messy room into a slightly less messy recording room. And we got all of our figures set up uh, in the basement. So I gave people a little tour of the basement. You can see all the figures and some cells and microphones and stuff that's all i got but heath you have a really cool addition you put up on constantine so i'm going to consider this housekeeping tell me about it okay so this is the constantine plug of the episode apparently and what i put up was dragon ball kai super battle stage and yeah it's as awesome as it can get pretty much it's basically a battle stage that three series would go up and they'd perform these live action battle shows, which were apparently very epic, but totally geared toward children, which we've discussed earlier. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but they took place in Greenland Amusement Park in Arau. Did I say that right? Arau City? Sure. Which is in somewhere in Japan, which I couldn't tell you. And it brought back our favorite villain of all time, Broly. Ah, of course. We need him with more Kai-branded stuff. Well, of course. So, as uh, you just mentioned, they rebranded this as Dragon Ball Kai instead of Z, and it actually doesn't follow Dragon Ball Z Movie 8 really at all. Because Broly shows up, Goku apparently already knows who they are, like they've seen each other before, and they battle a little, and wait, 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 hold up. then... By battle, you mean people in oversized suits kind of run into each other. Yes, and it's pretty funny. If you haven't seen it, we actually have the entire video of the whole thing. It's about a half an hour long up on Constantine because someone was generous enough to actually record the entire thing. And totally steady cam too. I know. So I'm wondering how they got away with that, but whatever. It's the internet. So we threw it up, but as soon as it comes out on DVD, we'll take it down. Yeah, because that's totally coming out. I- exactly. You know, <laughs> they got to really milk this Kai thing for all it's worth. So yeah, it's uh basically Dragon Ball characters in big rubber suits and they fight and it's pretty epic. It's got Kai music in the background and an announcer lady. It's that's a good point. So it's ba- it, the storyline is basically Bulma is going to give this public tour of Capsule Core, which is you know the audience you get to watch, and she ropes Gohan into doing it, and then Chi Chi ropes Goku into doing it, and of course Vegeta's there who hates. Kakarot, and then Broly shows up, and mayhem ensues. And it uses, like you mentioned, all of the background music, and even um, it uses Dragon Soul as the opening theme. But all the music is from Kai. Nice. So, yeah. Fun oh, stuff. And all of the original Seiyu actually came back. They recorded oh, right. all their yeah, lines. Yeah. So Cool stuff. Digging up some uh, fun things from across the land. Yeah. I just happened across it one day, and I said, okay, I have to do something with this. Good deal. All right. I think that closes up all of our housekeeping stuff. Any uh, random things you want to toss out before we move on? Not really. 
All I don't right. think I have anything at the moment. Let's hit the news. All right, Heath, you're starting it off with the sad stuff, man. Why do we have to do the sad stuff first? We get we got to get it out of the way, and then we can feel better about ourselves as we move on. Okay. Well, it has been reported, unfortunately, but all good things do come to an end, that Masayuki Uchiyama has passed away. Uh, for anyone that's not familiar with him, he was an animation director for all three series, and he was a key animator in Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I, I believe he did some movie stuff as well. Yeah, there's so some I, of the early movies. Yeah. But uh, he died of a heart failure on August 31st, and he was 58 years old. Seems to be the Japanese thing. Die at a relatively younger, older age of some yeah. kind of heart problem. But, uh, yeah, I, he contributed a lot yeah, he to did. the series. So um, I did the numbers, which I showed you because I'm a big nerd, and apparently this is what I find fun. It is fun but stuff. He was the animation director for 71 episodes of Dragon Ball Z, which accounts for roughly 25% of the entire series. Jeez. So, I mean, that's just to show you what the guy has done. Um, but I will say he had his good days, he had his bad days. Yeah, I was going to um, say, some of the screenshots that you're showing me here, I mean, it's it's a horrible thing for someone to pass away, but we can at least pass judgment on his work regardless of that. And I don't know, man. Yeah, he's one of the guys that I never really liked, but... You know, but he was there for the long haul, and I mean, he left his he mark was. on the series. That's for damn sure. He left a pretty big mark, I would say. Let's move away from the sad news, uh, real quick. We'll just note that uh, Dragon Ball Kai from Funimation or Z Kai's are putting it out. Uh, we do know that part three, which will be episodes twenty-seven through thirty-nine, that's due out on December fourteenth. It's only a three-month break between two and three, as opposed to a four-month break between parts one and two. Although sadly, there's no mention of Dragon Box Five's release date yet, so that's going to be coming at least in twenty eleven. But then moving on to really some of the most significant news, a lot of it just breaking today because those Europeans say fucking embargoes. We're going to talk about whatever we want to talk about. I know God. it's so nice. The European press is notorious for that. They're like, you know what? We don't care. Here's screenshots of everything. So, uh, Raging Blast 2 coming out relatively soon in November in the US, in Japan, in Europe. All sorts of new characters. They've been pimping it up ahead of time saying, you know, we're going to have so many characters that have never been playable before in the Dragon Ball video game. I believe it's like 71... I think, in, or is that total characters? In, that's total characters. I think okay. the number they were tossing around was six characters that have, I forget how they phrased it, but we decided never been playable was the most accurate because you dive back in Japan all the way to Famicom games, and I mean, characters have been there all along. Well, and I know they really stressed that they were going to be pushing for movie characters. Yeah, yeah, and stuff that, honestly, no, really, guys, you haven't seen these before. And sure enough, we have numbers 14 and 15 from DBZ Movie 7, and of course, number 13 is going to be in there as well. And then we also have all three members of Kula's Armored Squad. We have Sauza, who's shown up many times before, because he's one of the fangirl favorites, and possibly a fanboy favorite, but also Dore and Naze as well, completing the team. And then, whole Holy shits, man. I don't think any yeah. of us were really expecting this because... I don't think this was supposed to come out until no. like 
maybe a month before the game. <laughs> Probably not even then. We were talking about it earlier. Limited release. Sure, it's streamed globally. So all of the super fans had a chance to become familiar with Tobble from the 2008 Jump Super Animator special. He is indeed a playable character in Raging Blast 2. That's pretty crazy. And I will play as him all the time. <laughs> I know the big thing that people are talking about is his ultimate attack, which appears to be that he summons Gude, his wife, in a spaceship, space pod, or whatever, to smash down into his opponent. I was really hoping she would be a playable character. I know, I know. I mean, he didn't do anything in the special, so what are you going to do, I, I guess? I think he's just going to run around a lot and slap at people. I hope so. I mean, he's not a gag character, but in terms of how you would play him in a fighting game, I mean, at least for some of these other characters, they had animations to base attacks off of. I mean, he kind of ran up eyes big to Vegeta saying, brother, and, and that's about all he did. Yeah, we never see him perform any key attacks or anything. So it'll be interesting to see if they actually make some up. Do they kind of borrow some from Vegeta or who knows? What was the story? He didn't like fighting. That's why he got sent away. Yeah, pretty much. And he was weak. Right. All right, then. Tobble's going to be fun. You know, all right, if we're getting Tobble and Raging Blast 2, we know there'll be a Raging Blast 3 because I like to do all these games in threes. Give me my fucking Nekomajin Z. Seriously. It's going to happen. Seriously. I mean, might the be a couple years. Supporter character in, what was it, Buku Resen. Not enough. Yes. I, I need him fully playable at some point. For tossing in a Raleigh in these games, now we got Tobble. I'm ready for Z. All right. Uh, other than the new characters, which. Is or is not exciting. Um, a bunch of returning, I get, not really new characters because they're new to Raging Blast, but there's only been one Raging Blast. We got Kula and you know all that regular stuff. Word is that um, from these poorly translated French posts, there's not much of a traditional story mode. It's really just an extended arcade mode. A lot of people don't like this. For me, I'm overdone with the story modes, and I feel like if we have planned to eradicate the Super Saiyans as a video, well, that's my story mode. Well, see, and I think that might be what they're doing is just incorporating that as their actual story mode because we do know that you can actually play through the scenario. Yeah, yeah. We have Hachiak so, as playable. You're going to fight him at some point, so... Yeah. Whatever. I am kind of surprised because they've never really gone away from having some sort of story. Ah, uh, 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 Super Dragon Ball Z, but again, arcade-based uh, game, true. so... So we'll, we'll see how it works. I am somewhat excited because I am the person that never quite makes it all the way through because I just go, I'm really bored with this. Yeah, yeah. And I may continue just to get all of the characters and items, but... Yeah, I'll be honest. That's one, Starting around Sparking Neo, I think that was the last game that I fully unlocked. Now, I unlocked everyone in Raging Blast because um, that was just the stars. I mean, as terrible as it was. But I think I still have future Gohan and Chi-Chi to unlock in Sparking Meteor. I just never got around to it. I mean, Sometimes there's just no point. It's it's just you get to those last couple ones that need you to do the ridiculous hard modes. And I'm just, I can review the game. I, I don't need to unlock this one last character, even though I probably should. But, oh well. All right, moving on from uh, the story-related stuff. This is something I've been waiting for. I was posting about it a while back saying, no, it's it's getting really close to release. This is the longest we've gone up to a game's release not hearing about its theme song. We were thinking maybe Plan to Eradicate the Super Saiyans would act as the opening to the game. But no, I my fears have been calmed. 
Kageyama Hironobu is coming back. Or should I say Woo-hoo! Hironobu Kageyama? I'm I'm starting to turn into Heath mode or I'm reverting to Japanese order. <laughs> That's the good way to do it. <laughs> you screw me up when you do that. Because I've got to <laughs> accustom to doing it Western order. Well, and then I read your damn pages and know, then I go to say the name and I sound like a, an ass because I, you know, or a moron. Second guessing it's yourself. like, ah, oh, this is not the order that I'm used to saying this in. I know. Anyway, so the song is called Battle of Omega and it is indeed written out in English and it can be heard in the latest trailer. It's another rockin' song and it's going to have a uh, CG opening sequence as per all the Spike Develop games. No word on the CD single yet, but it'd be pretty strange not to get one at some point point uh i know you updated with the most recent trailer you have any thoughts on the song so far i like the song i mean i think it's another kageyama hit yeah it's it's more in the vein of super survivor i think than some of the most recent ones it's it's got more of the guitar and kind of his wailing rock screams to it that man can scream he can he's having so much fun with it Looking forward to that and since we did get progression in raging blast in north america you know i'm Fully convinced we'll get this over here as well. No concerns there. Um, speaking globally, though, Europe is getting another limited edition version. They got yeah, one with the, the first hell? game. They're getting one with this game. No one else has gotten this. Japan didn't get it. North America didn't get it. Limited edition for Raging Blast 2. This is coming with a pop-up game case. If you look at the picture, it's uh, what Gohan and Cell. It's kind of like you open up the flap of the box, and it's kind of a little pop-out diorama-esque thing. Yeah. And it looks like, you know, you got the Cell Games stage in the background. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty neat. But the uh, probably the best thing is you get a laser-etched Goku character design. This is one of the earliest designs they released to kind of promote, plan to eradicate the Super Saiyans along with the game. So that's, that's a pretty cool addition. And then you're also going to get unlock codes for some of the DLC, which will be costumes for Piccolo, Broly, 1718, Bardock, Kududin, Yamcha, and Talis. No word on American and Japanese release, but um, the Japanese do get a pre-order bonus, right? Yes, they do. They get the coolest thing of all. It's character designs. Yep. But it's more than just Goku. It's a little pamphlet which thing. Which they love to do in Japan for some reason, which is fine by me. Yeah. But yeah, they're doing um, all the main characters, or basically, I would assume, everyone from Plan to Eradicate the Super Science. That's pretty neat. So it's got some Ganga art in there, and they've got some cells that they used, and yeah, so... Good stuff, good stuff. They're probably all sold out of it at this point. I mean, they usually don't produce a whole crap I would imagine so. Yeah, they said that they were in limited supply, so it was kind of a first-come, first-serve. Yeah. You know, the only time I ever got anything I ordered during the PS2 era, all my Japanese games from PlayAsia, the only time I got a pre-order bonus was with the first Sparking, and I got the uh, little capsule pen that came along with it, which you can actually see I point out in the uh, (laughs) placement video. But uh, Look, I got a pen! I missed out on all the other stuff, so I was kind of bummed, but that just goes to show you that, yeah, they're not super duper huge supply of these things. When I did see, um, for Europe, I believe, it was in one of the French YouTube videos Mm -hmm. that was up. They've also announced that they're going to do some other costumes for, like, uh, I believe it's Goku, Gogeta. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all going to have unlockable costumes, which are going to be DLC. Oh, and Vegeta's. He's wearing basically what you see Bardock wearing. Right, right. It's like all green and black. Exactly. Looks pretty kick-ass. So I don't know if it's going to be like the first Raging Blast where it was all free DLC that they put out over time, or if this is going to be paid DLC, but... 
the DLC seems to be just extra costumes, and a lot of them are just palette swaps rather than actual costume yeah. changes, which is really a shame. Well, that's the easy way to do it. It is. I mean, it goes all the way back to the original 2D fighters in the 16-bit era, because you got to show the difference between them, but... We all want our uh, Yamcha in his pimp outfit and Yamcha in his of long course. hair. We want all I want him in the baseball outfit. Definitely, definitely. And then he can whip out a baseball bat and just beat people. <laughs> just beat the shit out of people. <laughs> exactly. Um, is that it for Raging Blast 2? I feel like there's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff is still coming out of France like as we speak with all these people breaking their embargoes. But we'll, we'll find out something tomorrow, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. So I guess that's it, right? I think so. All right. Now. Why don't you uh, take us back over to the U.S. for a real quick Funimation update? So apparently, six indications of interest from potential acquirers, as per the 8K filed on on September 16th. Hey, don't make don't make fun <laughs> of my outline. Why not? <laughs> um, they anticipate they'll be receiving final offers within 60 to 90 days. So we'll kind of see what happens from there. But until then, it's just. Business as usual. Yeah, I mean, again, Fukunaga signed an agreement that he's you know, not going to get in the way of any acquisition stuff, and then gets a nice payout when it happens. And even if it doesn't happen, Navarre's not going to stop supporting them. How does it affect Dragon Ball? Well, I mean, they're in the middle of releasing Kai and the Dragon Boxes, and we hope that things go smoothly, so we keep getting our cool stuff. I mean, it's totally selfish of us, but that's it. I think it. it's okay at this point to be selfish. When you're getting cool stuff. Yeah, especially when we're in the middle of Dragon Boxes. We don't want anything affecting this right now. Not at all. No. <laughs> and if they would continue, yes, that would be even better. Let's move back to the original series, and then we'll go into GT. I'll be good. Although, they got the movies hanging out there, too. True. All right, uh, I guess we'll do another quick video game update. We want to space them out as best we can. Uh, Tag Versus, or Tenkaichi Tag Team, as it's known globally. Just about all the characters have been revealed for the upcoming PSP game, uh, either on this Japanese site, which I think they only have two more characters to showcase. I think they're both forms of Boo, though, so nothing exciting there. Uh, Otherwise, they're released through screenshots and trailers and stuff. So of these 70 or so characters, Heath, i got to ask you, what do you think about Frieza? Soldier A being playable. <laughs> I I have no idea why the hell he's in here. I mean, tag I, versus PSP game. You're going to cram in as many of the main characters as you can because portable, limited roster. Really? Really? Frieza Soldier Maybe A. Maybe Frieza really needs some backup and Zarbon and Dodoria just aren't cutting it. I mean, I'm not going to say what you're all expecting me to say because, I mean, it goes without know, saying I, at this point. I think Kui should have been in the game. Is he not? I thought he was. I don't know. Is he? All right, let's, let's click the character page. I'm fairly sure that Kui's playable. Yeah, there's his stupid face. He's there. Is he there? Yep. Damn it. Prove me wrong. The only really insignificant character is Frieza Soldier A. We've got all of Ginyu Tokusentai. We've got Zarbon, both his forms. We've got Bardock, so that's pretty neat. We've got the multiple versions of Vegeta and Goku and everyone. Frieza Soldier A. They had to throw him in there. I think yeah. it's uh, a shift in the tides here. You think? I think so. It's going to happen. It's happening right now. It's not going to happen. We're in the middle of it. You're watching it happen right now. All right. Anyway, so the demo of the Japanese version, we talked about that a couple episodes back. The American demo is now available on the uh, PlayStation Store. Took a while for the store to update the other day. I did download it. I did load it. I haven't actually opened and you know played it yet. Something that I thought was 
kind of interesting was that the American demo was only about 41 megs, whereas the Japanese demo was 150 megs. And yet it says it has the same wow. six characters to play as. So I don't know what the hell is different about the demo between the two. Quality. Um, quality. I'm going to have to look into that. There is a new English language trailer for it. Did you take a look at this? I mean, nothing too exciting. I did. It's mostly I like the, the Japanese last... ones better. Yeah, it's mostly the last <laughs> Japanese trailer just with yeah. English tech. I mean, a lot of the gameplay is still from the Japanese version. So I did notice that with all the katakana all over <laughs> yeah. the place. Anyway, the game's gone gold. It's due out here on October 19th. And uh, because of when we're recording and time differences, it's actually out in Japan right now. So we should start hearing a lot more about it in the near future. Though, I mean, we know all the characters at this point, but I'm really looking forward to this new lock-on system. And I think the HUD is pretty neat and pretty smart for a portable game. I'm looking forward to checking it out. I was kind of surprised that they actually are featuring footage from the series. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I thought that was kind of interesting, especially since it's a portable game. You think they'd want to conserve a couple space, maybe put in some more characters or whatnot, but maybe it doesn't take up that much room. No, I guess they got plenty of space. I mean, my anticipation of Raging Blast 2 has been up and down in accordance with the extra stuff on it. Now we know some characters, but... I mean, if you haven't read my review of the first game, I hide no secrets whatsoever that the first game was pretty abysmal. So looking forward to the second game was both, I don't know, it, it both pains my heart and I'm actually excited at the same time. And then, you know, I'm not a big fan of the Spike games, but Tag Versus is kind of hanging out there on the side and I'm going, oh, you know what? Maybe that's going to be the better of the two. So We'll see. Don't they don't have Tobble. No, they don't have Tobble. Or new animation. But they got Frieza Soldier A, man. That's true. That brings it all together. Move on from video game stuff. Do you want to say anything about Blue Popo? I think that says it all. I mean, there's not much other way to describe this atrocity the way we've been talking about it is we're at a point now in 2010 we're not in the same place we were in 1996 where all there was was the edited dubbed tv broadcast we have a perfectly uncut home release in japan and in the u.s the only people this affects are the people that are only watching it for free on television and only on the cw and only on the cw for kids because it's not the nicktoons version i this is actually... Hap- I think it's hilarious. It is hilarious. But- <laughs> it's worth discussing, though, because here we are 15, 16 years later after it was, you know, Mr. Popo was first introduced to American audiences, other than Viz's censoring of his lips, which is really just painting over them and making them smaller. Nothing about him otherwise has changed. This is a pretty significant change, if only because he burns your eyes. He does. That is actually pretty hard to look at. And it's really obvious when it first changes, but oh man. I mean, if you don't know anything about this, go look up the Sambo stereotype. When we posted it on the homepage, we linked to an old article we wrote about the change with Viz and the lips and all, and you can read up on it, but... But the people that watch the CW, you know, like little kids, I would imagine have no idea that that's how, you know, they used to be drawn like I know. <laughs> like, the, <laughs> the Sambo stereotype is more unheard of than records and 8-tracks yes. and stuff. I mean, it's completely foreign to today's audience, isn't it? I would think so. I mean, it's almost I mean, not even <laughs> relevant to our generation, never mind the younger ones. No. I mean, this was something that happened in the 80s, early 90s, and I'm guessing most of the people watching this were not even alive. <laughs> right, right. It so. was produced, yeah. It's worth pointing out just because of how absurd it looks. Not, not that the change is absurd and sensitivity is absurd, but just 
Honestly, I'm just surprised they went him. with blue. Yeah, like, and it's a light blue. Yeah, they're it's, like, it's... let's get as far away from black as we can, so we'll just go with the royal blue instead of something that's navy. I'd have to look it up, but the change for Jinx in Pokemon was to a purple shade, right? Do you know anything about that? Mm-hmm. I believe that is correct. I mean, that's something they could have gone. Maybe that was still too close to the pure black, but this bright blue. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. At least they didn't go with white because then I think they'd have some other issues (laughs) that would be worse than the black all right let's move on to what i call the general interest news stories because these are only loosely related to dragon ball what do you think of edison chen i didn't know much about this guy but then tin lun lao on our form i think he's from hong kong somewhere over i would have to guess because it seems he knows a lot about hong kong yeah yeah absolutely gave us a little update uh i guess this guy's an actor he's one of those actor rapper almost want to be male idol kind of guys, but he had a sex scandal a couple of years back. Which just makes it all better. I feel like I should know more about this guy. I've probably seen a movie with him in it or something. But anyway, uh, he's doing art now and he's part of an exhibition in Singapore called The Treacherous Tries with fiberglass Dragon Ball character statues. And here's an image of him standing next to uh, Super Saiyan Goku. <laughs> it's just... I, I want to say wrong, but I don't know. You know what? If if he needs to reboot himself a little bit and this is what he's doing, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, I'd take one of these in my basement. I'd put it up in the corner. Next thing you know, is he's going to release a rap song about it. Seems like the hey, end yes, thing to I do. Yes, I went there. You did it. I did. You did it. It had to be brought up. You know what? You're a rap star already. I am. So, I mean, Thank it, you for that, by the it's way. It's what you do with Dragon Ball. You just rap. You get going and it just... It, you just can't stop. It spews from your mouth, apparently. Apparently. And it's it's all magically mixed together That's right. in my head and it just comes right out. All right. The last new story we have here. This is even less related to Dragon Ball. But this one is so much more awesome. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just going to look at the picture. You can tell me the story. Okay. So apparently Toshiba is releasing a new line of refrigerators and they are being called Vegeta. And the weird thing is they actually wrote it out in English as V-E-G-E-T-A. Right. Just like the character's name. Even more so than that, the katakana next to it is exactly, exactly the same. exactly same. <laughs> Maybe it's a pun on vegetables. Maybe, Maybe it's it a is. vegetable refrigerator. Genius, Heath. Genius. I know. I should go into marketing. I love it. I absolutely love it. There's a lady standing here next to the fridge. This is a crazy fridge. It's got like six compartments. I know. I want to know what all these are for. They're for all the individual vegetables. (laughs) Like, what the hell? Don't you just have a refrigerator and a freezer? In Japan, we need six doors so you can hide things. I mean, my fridge has different drawers and... I can set them to different humidities. I guess that's what this might do. I would imagine. Uh, So that brings us to a close of all the news that we can really talk about, I suppose, right now. I suppose. I mean, you can't top the Vegeta fridge. No, no, that's that's it. I, I feel like we've accomplished so much on the show. We've we've gone almost all the way through the manga. We've interviewed so many cool people. We've made so many great friends. And now we've talked about the Vegeta refrigerator. I mean, there's nowhere else to go from here. Nope. Nothing. Not at all. All right. <laughs> news is totally over. I mean, guys and gals, listen, we're catching up on news. We're drinking beer. We're looking at pictures of ladies standing next to Vegeta refrigerators. Whoa, 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 whoa. People might think weird things when you put it that way. What do you mean? I mean, we did declare that this is a bromance. <laughs> That's true. But... That's true. 
purely platonic on other sides of the internet. Thank you. All right, dude. Uh, that really covers all the news. So I guess we're going to cruise down to releases. So Tag Versus is out. I mentioned it, but uh, because we've missed a little bit, I'll give you an update. From Bandai, Namco Bandai, Multiplayer Fighting, Japanese PSP. Games are expensive in Japan, man. 5,229 yen. CD Japan's got a little cheaper at 49.80. Play Asia's got it for about full price at $59.90. And then you have to import the darn thing and... You have to pay shipping. I know, and, yeah. I know. At that point, by the time it arrives in the cost you pay, you may as well just wait for the American release. That's what's so great about modern times is the American Dragon Ball games. Finally, after the Sparking series, it's basically equivalent. So it's all good. All right. Uh, I guess start off October a little bit. I, there's only a few things that month. so Because this weekend, by the time this comes out, it's October. Exactly, exactly. So no one's even really going to care about Tag Versus. So anyway, October 2nd, this Saturday, Dragon Ball Kai, Jinzo Ningen, and Cell Arc Blu-ray Box 1 will be released. It is uh, switching up a little, going with an orange color with little Super Saiyan trunks from the future, which is pretty kick-ass. It will feature Kai episodes 55 to 65, which is the Jinzo Ningen arc. It will come with four discs, but has been bumped down to two episodes on the last disc. This will also be in 4.3 aspect ratio, high definition. It is going from MSRP of 14,679 yen, but you can pre-order it at CD Japan for 13,980 or you can really pre-order it at Amazon Japan for 10,764 yen. You can really pre-order it or That's right for- because it's cheaper. God, I mean, American releases, people don't realize how good we have it. I mean, seriously. I know. They're expensive as hell. And then we also have the Dragon Ball Kai DVD of the same two arcs that will be released on the same day. It will contain three episodes, 55 through 57, except it will be in a 16 by 9 aspect ratio cropped in standard definition. That will MSRP for 29.40 yen, but you can pick it up at CD Japan for 2,800 yen or from Amazon Japan for 2,176 yen. Hey, look where we are, October 19th. What do we got? Tenka Ichi Tag Team over in North America. All the same info, Namka Bandai, Multiplayer Fighting, developed by Spike, American PSP here, MSRP. it's cheaper. Exactly. $39.99. Pretty much anywhere you buy, it's going to be that same price. Uh, Heath, I guess you're going to finish off the month over in Germany here. All right, on October 29th, Friday, we have Dragon Ball Z DVD Box 6 coming from Germany. It will be coming from the publisher Kaze, which I assume I pronounced wrong. And it has 10 boxes for the series in total, so we are up to 6, so we're over halfway through. It's based on the French video transfer, so it's not all that Dragon Box goodness, but still, they're getting DBZ box sets, so all power to them. This will contain DBZ episodes 165 through 199, which will bring us through the end of the Cell Games and the Anoyoichi Budokai. It will come with six discs, which will be in 4.3 standard definition, and it goes for 57.99 euro at Amazon Germany. Yeah, and this one actually seems a little cheaper than it has been, so I don't know if they lowered the price on it, but uh, getting some pretty good deals over there in Germany if this is what you're keeping up on. All right, so uh, with releases done, we're going to do all sorts of feedback on, oh, how it just leads right in. crap. 
Uh, I guess I'll take the first one here. This forum post comes to us from Puppet Doctor in response to the episode on the Ano Yoichi Budokai arc and our review episode. Puppet Doctor says, I just finished watching the Other World Tournament for the first time in Japanese. Last time I saw it must have been 2004 with the Ocean Cast on YTV. Oh, so here we go. We have someone watching it up in Canada, probably. Or possibly over in Europe. This short filler arc wasn't as bad as I remember it being. That seems to be the consensus on this. I did enjoy the banter between all four of the Kaios going back and forth fighting with each other. That is one thing I enjoyed about the short filler arc was the humor that was included in it, which I kind of miss in DBZ at times. The different characters were also really cool too. The guy with the bug wings kind of looked like Darth Vader to me, and the music that plays when you first see the Grand Kaios planet was very nice. I enjoyed the first three episodes of this short filler arc since they had the most humor to them. However, I did find myself getting bored once the tournament fighting was beginning. I think if this filler would have been one or two episodes longer, it would have been a little too long for my taste. Overall, though, it was entertaining, but... I doubt I will watch it again. Of all the feedback we're going to read, I think that one most closely mirrors what Mary, Jeff, and I were talking about. We get another one here. He's from Psionic Dragon, though. Psionic Dragon says, I admit, I did like this little arc. What I liked most was seeing more of the afterlife being explored, showing the other Kaio, showing interactions with other dead people who got to keep their bodies, just like Goku, and showing that even in afterlife, there's chefs who make feasts for Goku to wolf down, which is awesome. I still find it funny that he gets hungry even though he's dead. I did like some of the characters as well. Paikuhan was fun to me because I used to make all kinds of speculation as to why he looked like Piccolo with my friends. Olibu was also fun for the same reason. I remember speculating about humans from the past and whether much more of them knew how to control their key like that before, and if they did, what made them forget? Well, that's a pretty interesting thing to keep in mind. I mean, Olibu was... Well, how much key control do we see him use? I'm trying to think back. I think it was mostly ground-based fighting and just fast punches and such, but I, I guess in the Dragon Ball universe that encompasses key control. But that's fun little fanfic speculation to throw in there about what happened to key in the meantime. Alright, we got an email here from Baron Wasteland. This one's kind of a long one, but I liked a lot of the points that Wasteland made. Uh, I did trim it down a little bit, but I think we're going to cover much of what was said. The Anoyuichi Budokai arc, which will be referred to as the AV filler from now on, is like second nature to me. From the moment it aired on Toonami to the moment I got it on VHS and later on Orange Brick, and soon again on the future Dragon Box, the AV filler has and always will be my favorite arc, and I've watched it more than any other DBZ fan would a total of at least 30 times in my life so 30 times in the past 10 years holy crap is right yeah I'm weird but I'll disclose the reason for doing so in a minute I'm gonna skip down a little bit Another aspect of this arc you and I thought was interesting is that we get to see more of the afterlife, but the characters don't get to develop themselves more after the tournament. I would have liked to have seen the creative minds behind these aliens in the tournament come back and work on other Dragon Ball stuff. For example, they could have put a flashback in movie 13 saying that Goku learned the Ryuken on Dai Kaio's planet from someone from another galaxy. Or in GT, they could have had Goku, Trunks, and Pan travel to Paikyuhan's homeworld in the West Galaxy and find out more info about that race from there. I also want to say that my opinion 
also is against some of your comments as well. Even though Jeff didn't enjoy Villains in Hell, that little part there, claiming it was too soon to see Cell, I thought the scene where Emma banishes Cell to Hell was phenomenal, as it is the only depiction of how evildoers actually were sent there. Sure, the Ginyu Force fell from Kaiosama's planet during the Frieza arc, but they weren't shown just being dropped down a hole. I know Enma mentioned sending Raditz to Hell to start the series, but we never got to see it. Also, you said that Goku shouldn't have been as awestruck by the fighters there, but perhaps he wasn't impressed with each person's individual power, perhaps their techniques, like Chapachai's multiple physical bodies instead of just an after-image technique. In addition to that, perhaps Aqua had not only the power to make the ring into water, but perhaps he was able to control it. I mean, the water stayed in the form of a ring and didn't spill all over, which means Aqua might have had to not only keep the water in the ring form, but he used it to slow Goku's speed. I was sad to see these episodes go by so fast. I wanted to learn more about these new characters, but at least South Kaio made it into the manga, and we do get to see Dai Kaio's planet in a couple boo filler episodes, which you should have Jeff watch when you get to that volume of the manga. And that is uh, an important note to make there, that uh, a little bit of this, some of the characters in this area does show up in filler later in the series, and I think we may pop in on that just to see if it's, worth you know looking at from a manga versus tv version perspective heath uh when was the last time you watched the anayoichi budokai oh god probably at least a year ago wow more recently than i would have expected wow and how was it about as i remember it <laughs> i mean it's it's just kind of there yeah it's never yeah. something that i've really really I don't want to say enjoyed because I did enjoy it, but it wasn't anything that just grabbed me. And because there was so much more they could have done with it as far as structure of explaining how things work and whatnot. But at that point, we haven't even met any of the Kaioshins. So there's only so much that they could really do with it, I think. But I did like the comedic aspect of it when that came back. Right, right. I think Barren Wasteland here is the anomaly of all the fans apathy seems to be the common feeling we all have toward this filler arc unlike the garlic jr arc which most people seem to loathe and for good reason this one isn't terrible and it isn't great it's just kind of all right yeah we watched those five episodes i mean paikuhan came back as you know a fan favorite character for yeah, a lot of yeah. people i know that so they at least did something along the lines of creating some good character designs and some backstories that people liked you know for but- the longest time in North America, I'd adventure that most people knew Pike Johan from movie 12 more than they knew him from you know, his actual mm-hmm. origin episodes because we all had fan subs of the movies long before this kind of TV episode stuff. Right. And I mean, to me, I think this arc really is more of a, I think it comes off as more of a space filler. Yeah. You know, yeah. they they knew that they had to have so many episodes so they could kind of cushion up to the next major arc of the series. And that's what they came up with. Yeah, I mean, it worked for what and it needed to And who else would they focus on besides Goku? Right, I mean, I guess you could focus on Gohan, but they probably knew at that point that Gohan was going to become the focus anyway. Right. So, 
stay with Goku for a while. Folks, that is what you had to say about the Anuichi Budokai. If you didn't give that episode a listen, go ahead and uh, check in on that and watch these five episodes and see what you think. It was certainly an experience for us all to go back and revisit something that some of us hadn't seen in probably 10 years. If you have any questions, comments, all that good stuff, we do have a thread on the Daizenshu EX forum for every episode. You can leave some feedback and thoughts there. You can also send us an email podcast at dizex.com you can also find us on twitter at d-a-i-z-e-x for news and site announcements you can also find all the individual folks there as well it's probably easy enough to figure out and you can also find us on facebook at facebook.com slash dizex where i like to post up fun videos before i share them elsewhere on the internet I think that's going to bring us to a close for the bromance episode 234 here. I was expecting to go for a lot longer, but all right, that's going to bring us to a close here on uh, episode 234. Sorry, we couldn't catch up with you guys lately over the last couple of weeks and not entirely sure what the plan is going to be for next week because mofos, I'm going on vacation and I ain't thinking about Dragon Ball whatsoever, except for when I'm playing Dragon Quest and all my characters. And that's when all the news is going to come out. I know, I know. I'll come back and be like, ah, God damn it, I missed it all. All right, I guess we're done. I guess we are done. All right, he's been fun, folks. Plug your site because it exists on the internet simultaneously with excellent things. That it does. You can find myself and Mr. Herms over at contentai.com. K A N Z E N T A I.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Kontentai underscore C-O-M. And then you can go harass the guy that actually took Kontentai. Do you find, if you're like me, you have searches set up. Do you search for Kontentai often and see if anyone accidentally posts to it? I have seen people accidentally post to it. It was quite humorous because the guy that has it semi-speaks English. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so he probably has no so, idea overall what people are talking about. Possibly. So for Heath over there from Kontentai. Thank you, kind sir. It's been a pleasure as always, but I'm sure the pleasure is all yours. <laughs> the pleasure is both of ours because it's bromance. Oh, okay. Man. It's mutual. Right. For you, for Mary, and for Julian off in Japan, for all of our fine folks creating content, for all of you fine folks consuming fine content, my name is Mike Vegito EX, and bitches, I'm going on vacation. I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to our podcast this time around on Dyson 2 EX. We will see you next time here on the podcast. We could. Is there anything? I mean, I got all the time in the world. And by all the time in the world, I mean, I don't, but I'm happy to talk. In case you can't tell, I enjoy talking about Dragon Ball with you, Heath. Yes, and I do too. I. It's only 8.25 here. You know what? Even, so, even though my beer is empty, I'm laying it out on the table. What do you want to talk about? Let's go. Oh, gosh. I have no idea. Put me on the spot. <laughs> I got one more sip. You got one sip of time to figure out what it is you want to discuss. Well, let's see. So I got these really cool action figures for the Tonkabon. Have you ever seen those? I have no idea what you're talking about. I will have to post pictures. They took the spine art from the Tonkabon and Coke and somebody else. I believe it's like Lols from Japan created all these minifigures that you can put together and they're the same size as a spine art. From so the when you put them up, original Tonkobon? Like the yes. side image where they're all lined up? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah.
And there's two Yajirobes. Are there, that, that's attention to detail. <laughs> that's right. That's stuff I love. And that's all I got, really. All right. That was something. That wasn't much of a discussion. That was more of a telling. I turned around and, and I looked at my bookcase, and that's what I saw. I mean, I, I guess I could look at this quiz book again and see if there's... Oh, there's a maze in there. I didn't tell you about the maze. I read about the maze, though. Really? I did. This book smells Sorry. really bad. It smells like new <laughs> Japanese cardboard. <laughs> Is that a different type of smell it's, from any other cardboard? It's pretty nauseating, actually. Does it smell like sea salt? No, I don't know how to describe it. Oh, it's almost vomit-inducing. It's so bad. <sighs> This is oh, the kind of thing you... you just can't share in the podcast. I mean, <laughs> no, sites you can't. usually scam, but smells, I don't know how you do that. They'll come up with a way someday. What else you got? I don't know. I'm all out of beer. All right. I guess that concludes the episode then. I mean, that's that's I a suppose. tragedy. Isn't it, though? One of my characters, I, he's he's oob, and I, I made him black, and I felt really bad because I just bought a red afro from the store, and it gave, oh, the most, Mike. it gave the most benefit to him. So I felt awful, but it was also the most beneficial to my party for little oob to have a red afro. Does that make me racist or just a good team builder? I don't know. I, I try to avoid the racism discussions. Have I told people what my team is? I have Oob, who fights with claws. I have Snow, because I figured you know that was a, a different female character, and we were working on the Otakon panel, and it'd be you know, fun, <laughs> fun to use. She, uh, what does she use? She uses a, uh, a rod or a, yeah, like a magical rod club thing. She rods people. She rods people, totally. Uh, and then my other character oh is trunks and you know he's got his long purple hair he is my mage originally i made him a warrior uh because i want to give him a sword but i figured he didn't need that so i made him into the equivalent of a black mage and then i have my main character vegeto who's just a minstrel he's fighting with a sword he's got a little bit of magic that's a, a pretty kick-ass team right there it is they're all about level 50 right now and i'm kind of putting off going to fight the final boss because i don't know it's dragon quest and you don't want to go in under leveled but going in over overleveled isn't any fun either so kind of in a shitty tap, position tap he's dead yeah yeah that's what it's gonna end up being then i get a bunch of post-game stuff to do so i'm kind of cruising through until tag versus so i know i can beat dragon quest take care of it do some post-game stuff and that's gonna be waiting for me although i'm really hoping to- oh i didn't talk about enslaved at all have you been keeping up with this game at all no oh enslaved odyssey to the west it's being produced by ninja theory who did heavenly sword on the ps three this one's multi-platform it is futuristic journey to the west it's fucking Ooh. awesome i played the demo i've been keeping my eyes on this game because i i had a pretty good time with heavenly sword as awful as some of its parts were i mean there's cinematics and just the way that the characters felt so alive so i'm really looking forward to this it's basically like uncharted plus journey to the west it, in the future it's pretty awesome the very beginning of the game monkey he's being held captive on this ship up in the air or whatever they're flying somewhere and when he busts forth from it it looks very similar to him busting forth from an egg so i'm like all right that's already number one they got for me right there and then he grabs the what is nyoibo his golden hooped rod and i know later in the game he can fly on a kintone somersault cloud thing and Trip, who obviously is the priest character, it's a female, because in a lot of the adaptations, they turn the priest into a female. She puts... For some reason. Yeah, it's just what they do. She puts the um, slave crown thing on him. I'm like, oh, they know their story so well. Oh, I'm really... It's like they made this game. game for you. Yeah, they did. They, they totally did. And I'm hoping... 
I can cover it in some capacity. I'm probably going to mention it here and there in the show just because of all the Journey to the West references. And one of the DLC outfits is old school Sun Wukong outfit. Some, oh, that yeah, would be so yeah. cool. And it's got extra benefits. Like I think that one is he's got extra strength or double power or something like that. So <laughs> I'm pretty psyched about that. So maybe I'll I'll mention some Journey to the West things here in the show and I'll probably end up writing a blog post or something over on VG Convos if I pick up the game. Uh, so there's that coming out. I think that's October 5th. So that's coming relatively soon. Man, I, I meant to mention that so much earlier in the show and even Taku on uh, Twitter saying you got to mention that. I was totally meaning to the whole time it was absolutely gonna talk you about failed it. failed yeah this one's multi-platform the demo's out for uh 360 and psn i know initially the demo is just for gold subscribers on 360 it might be out for everyone at this point but it's free to everyone on psn yeah there's there's my extra story for the end of the show to totally prolong things sweet at this point if you don't care about this kind of stuff you've already tuned out anyway so i don't feel too bad about prolonging it talking about only tangentially related dragon ball things and now we can talk about like the super secret news yeah, and then the real Nobody news. knows about... Oh. Uh, what do you think about the new Twitter? It's okay. Um, I don't know. It, it doesn't refresh right for me sometimes, and other times it does. And then it took away all my followers, and then it <laughs> gave them back to me. Yeah, it's had some display issues recently. I don't like... Yeah. I, I was bitching about this on Twitter. I don't like that I have to do two clicks to do searches now. Isn't that hilarious? You're bitching about Twitter on Twitter. Yes, yes. The ironing is delicious. But, eh... It's okay. I don't like that when I click on something, it pops over into the other side of the screen and gives me all this info that I don't really need. Yeah, it's all modeled after the iPad application, if I understand. Yeah. Which is all right. But But yeah, just to search is like a pain in the butt. Yeah, it's not as good. And even the retweets. I mean, retweets have never been easy to understand on the web interface. But even now, when you do your tweets retweeted... It only shows what those tweets are. Now it doesn't even tell me how many times it's been retweeted. And I've never been able to tell who it was that was retweeting it. See, that's the problem that I had always had. It would never tell me who's actually retweeting whatever I tweet. I mean, let's be honest. It's always just Jacob, first and foremost. Well, yes, it is. I do retweet a couple things that you post every once in a while. I tried to do yours too, but usually I've already... (laughs) (laughs) I I just update with it anyway and link to you. So I try to return the favor. I've fallen into the bad habit lately of I do something on content high and then I just forget to even put it on Twitter at all. I know. And then it's like two days later and eh, what's the point? They've probably already read it. So folks, what do you think about this uh, extra 10 minutes of nonsense talk at the end of the episode? Because this is what you get when you ask for more. Right. I mean, the, the overwhelming majority on our podcast survey are like, we want you to do episodes until you fall over okay and we can do that we can do that we i mean this is what we do about dragon ball but we'll when we're it. not talking about dragon ball there's gotta I mean, be we just continue else. bitching about other things <laughs> no we're done bitching let's talk about things we okay. love i, I, I talked to go about to work i talked about enslaved i'm gonna love that that was happiness you did if anybody hasn't watched yet it's always sunny in philadelphia people should watch that show it's on fx thursday nights i believe it's at 10 p.m. Oh, this Eastern. This really has nothing to do with Dragon Ball now. It doesn't have to, Mike. That's the point. The only thing I'm watching on TV right now is Project Runway. Wow. Hey, hey. I'll, I'll leave it at that. It's creative. I like is it. Is it? Yes. 
I think I've watched one episode. Although The Office just started up again, and I think South Park starts up again next week too. So, I, yeah, South Park comes back. I've been keeping up with The Office. That's always an excellent show. You know, I still love Jim and Pam, even though it's kind of moved away. And once they got and together, Steve Carell is leaving the show. <sighs> I know, I know. It's kind of sad. And they're going to continue it, which is kind of weird. Someone told me that they want to make Dwight the new manager. What's going on? I don't, I know. don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. It's not going to work. No, not happening. And they have this damn baby that we never get to see. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right, we're totally done. We're absolutely totally done with the podcast now. I've okay. got uh, an hour and nine minutes. I think perhaps 50 minutes, maybe 55 of that was actual Dragon Ball talk. That's pretty good. You could you could just take this whole section and move it after all the bumper music to the end. I might move it after the end credits. I you might, might have to that. because we people might kill us after this. <laughs> right. I'll do some clever editing where your plug comes earlier. And All right. So let me get back to my notes here. Folks, this is how we do podcasting magic.